Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. What do you think about only children? I mean, they're weird. <laughs> Man of the year, man of the year, man of the year. Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country. I'm Aaron Cairo. I'm Matt Ritter. Matt, do you know what this sort of core touchstone moment of the Cairo family was? Should I guess? I have no, no. idea. Okay. <laughs> don't guess. Don't guess. I don't know what you're going to say. I'm two and a half. Mm. Only child. Living my best fucking life. Mm. Running around. My terrible twos were mm. bad. And one day my parents come home from the hospital and they're like, Aaron, meet your baby sister, Karen. Mm. And I go, oh, Karen, Aaron, Karen, Aaron, Karen. And I fucking run around the house and my parents are like, oh fuck, we accidentally rhymed our kids' names. I love that that was an accident. I knew that it was an accident, yeah. but I didn't know that story about you running around yeah. saying it over and over again. Yeah. So they were going- We're to believe this? We're to believe that your parents didn't realize- Aaron and Karen, your parents are smart people. The reason why is they were naming her with a C mm. after a loved one, called an audible at the last minute, and they went Karen, C-A-R-Y-N. Mm. And I don't know. I don't know. They just think, what are the, I don't know. They didn't think about it. It's hilarious. Um, so we've been rhyming named siblings ever since, and it's like our bond. There's just something very cute about rhyming named siblings. Yeah. And uh, I want to talk a little bit today about siblings. Because we, we both are very close with our respective siblings. This is a podcast about friendship. Siblings are sort of like the original friends. Totally. They are my OG. Can I tell you a quick story about our kind of seminal yeah. young yeah. family one? So we used to drive down to on road trips, like in, you know, like the caravan down to mm. whatever. Oh, like yeah. Historical sites. My yeah. mom, any, anywhere that George Washington took a dump, my mom wanted to go visit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But we ended up caravanning down to Disney and it was like a Wait, you went from New York to Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet long, baby Jesus. Long one. Long one. Like three days, you know? And uh it just gets boring for the kids. And they're like in the back, and you know, it's like my mom always would like pinch. She had these like pinchers, and <laughs> you always have to like move your legs out of the yeah. way from her claws. And I just remember, well, I'll never forget because this is our family lore, is we finally got to Disney and my sister was like two and a half or three at the time. And she wakes up in the parking lot of Disney and she goes, I don't want to go to Disney. And we're all just like, are you kidding me? Like we just finally got here after a three day thing. Oh my God. Those, those those road trips we took with our families. That's like, that's like core memories. Oh, totally. Do people still do that? I don't know. My, my neighbor has a Winnebago. So he does with his kids. I feel like, Somehow it's not the same in like a Winnebago. Like you have to be right next to your parents. Yeah, yeah no, you have to be squeezed in where your parents can feel. Yeah, oh, my where dad. They, oh, God. Oh, that squeeze oh, on the thigh. Is that even legal? Yeah. The thigh squeeze should be legal because yeah. there's like really a lot of meat. It's yeah. dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Turn this car around. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. We used to just, oh, I just remember all our knees because the middle seat was where you were going to get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So let's just hit the table. How old are your Siblings. Right. So everybody's a year and a half apart. My brother's okay. a year and a half older. Yeah. My sister's a year and a half younger. My mom was very busy. Just bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. So you're a middle child. I'm yeah. the older brother of a younger sister, two and a half years younger. Now, there's this incredible uh, New York Times article, which we were just reading, which is about sort of like siblings as friends, uh, not 
not necessarily overlooked, but like, you know, it's a friendship like, like anybody else. And I think some of our listeners who are, you know, sort of lacking friends or are lonelier, you know, don't, don't forget the Sibs. Um, now some people aren't as close, but I think it's 80% of people have siblings, right? 20% are only children. I believe 50% are very close with their siblings. So you're saying basically everybody, not everybody, but at least half the population already has built in friends. Yeah. It's exactly. great. It's amazing. Um, but there don't are, forget guys, when yeah. you say you have no friends, yeah. you're basically saying my sibling is not my friend. So think about that. When you say that, think about that. You're now committing to saying my sibling is not a friend. And some people aren't as close to their siblings, but that's a great opportunity. Totally. Great opportunity. Now, we happen to be extremely close with our siblings. Yeah. Too close. I just, it made me think when we were going to do this episode. My sister being a year younger and being a girl, there was always like a little bit of like protective older brother thing going on when I was in high school or college. Yeah. And I was threatened by it, I guess. And it caused us to kind of be a little distant for a little bit. Yeah. Because I didn't really know how to navigate that. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all had ups and downs. I mean, I, yeah. I used to be so like jealous of my sister when we were little kids. I would knock her down every time she came in the room. And then she just started just sitting down when I came in the room, which is I, horrible. I smashed a toy apple over my sister's head and gave her 12 stitches. <laughs> she still has that scar. Yeah. No, that's not from that. That's uh, from running through the window. Oh, right. At a temple where they had home base was the glass window. And I think that that settlement got her through her first year at Penn. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. know there was a settlement. Oh, there was a settlement. I never heard about that. You're settling people. Settlement. Settle. That's, how you, that's why you moved houses. That, oh, oh, no. The settlement only went to, to, to Penn. That's how we got to the good side of playing. <laughs> uh, but there are a couple of things I wanted to mention about sibling relationships that are mentioned in this New York Times article. One was that giving your siblings room to grow. Mm. It's very analogous to us being childhood friends. I know you're in second grade. Yeah. Uh, that like, you always going to look at Kim and I was looking at Karen as my little sister, but like they're in their forties. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you ever like think about that? I do actually in the, in the, not exactly that, but in the way that your siblings, like they know how to needle you in a way that nobody else can. And it's super frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Like they just know you to your core. They just know how to strip you naked. Yeah. Like emotionally. Yeah. And so I find the good and bad of it, you know, like that's a built in kind of like negative of, you know, they can always do that to you. Uh, whereas like on some level, you don't have to deal with that with friends. And I think maybe that could be a reason that people like don't always choose to befriend their siblings. Right. I mean, my sister knows my pain points. Yeah. Oh. They can just chop you right. Chop. Chop the legs right chop. out from under you. Chop, chop, And I think I've actually come to really appreciate that because it does serve a purpose of like, Come on, bro. Get off, yeah, get off your high horse. I'm not even on. I'm on. No, just, I know. We're on little horses. We're on yeah. ponies. You know what's hey, funny? What do you, I'm on a little pony. You don't need to chop the legs of the little pony. Now, when I come in the room, I just sit down. You just sit down. Because she's going to chop my legs. Because she's going to chop the legs. You know, because I used to knock her down. Yeah, you used to knock her down. I thought you think that would be a better callback, but no. Because I used to knock her down. Now she knocks me down. Now she knocks you down. All right. Come on, Matt. I wasn't, I wasn't totally... Theo, were you following that? Yeah, I got it immediately. Okay. I need the third explanation. <laughs> I need All right. Um, another interesting thing in the article was that the role of the parents play, that like sometimes theoretically the parents are like, you know, like one of the kids better or they talk to one of them a little bit better. Now for me, I live in LA. I'm kind of the black sheep. She's My, the favorite? She would probably say that I'm the favorite, huh. but 
I always thought that she was the favorite. I don't think my parents like either of us. Nah. <laughs> no, I think we're pretty equal. Just like, you know, you're, you're a big proponent of IRL FaceTime yeah. with your folks. And like Karen is beating me by thousands of hours. Totally. I'm saying with my sister, like my sister's convinced I'm the favorite. I don't know if my brother thinks that either, but I'm like you guys are there. You're on the East Coast. Oh, wait, your, your siblings think you're the yeah. favorite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Really? Uh-huh. I would think it would be Jack. Yeah, no, it's always been me for both, like weirdly, but I don't think that's true. I just think they think that. Right. Maybe every sibling always thinks that. Right. And I'm yeah. like, Kim, you spend all the time. My mom lives across the street from you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm at probably the best point of my relationship with my sister and my parents of my entire life. Yeah. Closeness, vulnerability, yeah. just able to talk to them. I don't know that I would be there if I lived in New York. Oh, you think the distance, distance has made you? I don't yeah. know. I was very, my sister and I lived, so the peak, I mean, I'd say, look, we're as close as we ever have been. Yeah. But my sister and I lived four blocks away in the West Village in our 20s. We tore it up. <laughs> like, like single wise? Yeah. We were both in the city yeah. raging. Yeah. She was the best wingman, wingman I've ever had. Yeah. It's nothing better than that's my brother. Yeah. He's a, Good guy. Yeah. Oh God. What a what a phony. What a phony, phony baloney. Bro, what a fraud she is. Yeah. yeah. Shame. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm kind of jealous. You know, Karen and I. You know, we're two and a half. She was actually in L.A. And then when she left L.A., I moved to L.A. Yeah. So now, so our, so we never really had that. Like, I know a lot of siblings that have lived together in a city. Yeah. And it seems really fun. Yeah. My and that is like, together, you know, yeah. then it's like you're indistinguishable from friends. Yeah. Like you are like Jess has a pair of friends who are sisters. Yeah. And that's just like part of their core group. And I think like, you know, I think about how like my brother was at my bachelor party. Like, yeah, I feel like my siblings are part of my friend group. Like if you're hanging out at a party for my birthday or something and my sister's there, like you're not like, oh, that's yeah. his sister. Like, she's a friend. Same thing with your sister. Like, when she's out right. here in LA, it's like she's just one of your friends, you know? In we, a good way. Yeah, yeah. We should mention that uh, in our Man of the Year group, our nine best friends, three of them are fraternal triplets. True. Yeah, you knew that, right? I had no idea. What? Theo, we've mentioned this. I don't think so. That was a bombshell. I'm sure. <laughs> wow. Three of the nine yeah. people in the group are siblings because yeah. they're triplets. One third of the group is a, yeah. is a collective right. triplet. Right. And yeah. they're very, very close. Yeah. They're very close. Mm. But you're saying they're not very close? No, they're close, but I don't think they're close in the way that we're close with our siblings. Wow. A hot, hot, hot take. I, is that a hot take? Yeah. No, no. I think they're close in closeness. Yeah. But I don't know. You think they call each other in a pinch when they want to? Of course. You think yeah, that? Yeah, wow. Hot take Jay. Uh, I think you're going to take issue No, with I this. think they call Jay, who actually listens to our pod. No, I think they all call Jay. Yeah. I don't think Jay's making outgoing calls to the other two. I don't know. Hot take. Well, Jay, Jay will call us. Filthy hot. Jay will call this us is... in typical fashion. Yeah. He'll be like, hey, listen to the pod. You fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks for the notes. This is really helpful. Listen, I think every sibling relationship is different. And yeah. I think the ones that are friends, like to me, it's like a super bonus that you have this built-in friendship that you can or cannot take up in life. And you could also take it up at any point in life yeah. and like dial it up if they're open to it at any point in life. Like my mom, I think is as close to her sister now than she's ever been. And they're in their seventies. And my mom, you know, they've had their ups and downs. My mom went to go visit and stay with her in Florida. And like, I just don't, I feel like they're getting closer and closer as they get older. 
We know what we say about making friends later in life. It's never, it's never too, too late. late. Never too late. Right. So it's never too late. You know, and this is, again, like, well, hey, well, you might think, well, my sibling and my friend aren't the same. And yeah, they don't, they're not the same, but a lot of the things that we're talking about are applicable to a sibling in terms of things that you can, you know, make their friend show up for them, obviously, you know, and it's like, they already know you, you, you have everything you need for a good friendship right there. Do you think there's any pitfalls for our listeners to think about, about groups that have siblings in them, like our group or your, or, 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 or your wife's group? As I said, the one thing is that like, they have a way of getting under your skin. Oh, to that to can each cause, other? I'm saying siblings, like the way yeah, that your yeah. own siblings can get under your skin. No, 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 but I'm saying if you have a group of friends <laughs> yeah. and two of them are siblings, does that affect the other? Oh, well, they're there. They're, it's like a click or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really. We haven't like, experienced that in our group. Like, like the alliance. Well, in the voting, the voting oh, block. Yeah. But dude, they've incinerated each other. Yeah. Our, our, voting, our voting is pure, except for your one... Except for my one year, of yeah, impure. our voting is pure. I yeah. respect the the uh, the triplets yeah. for doing that. The question is, if you lose one, do you lose them all? Oh, if, if somehow a friendship ended with Brad, does it mean Dave and Jay cut you off too? They should. <sighs> wow, sibling loyalty. Should they? I say yes. <sighs> Got a family first. It just seems so out of character that we. I know. Would, that but family happened. for I say yeah, family yeah, yeah. before friends. So you're saying if something happened and we got into a fight with Brad, Jay would have to not be friends with us anymore. Probably. He should. Yeah, mm. He should cut us off. <laughs> if that ever happened because Brad's the best, we should be cut off. And by the way, just joking, Jay, we love you. Don't call me. Um, I just have to jump in here. Producer observation. I'm looking at the front of the trophy. Don't yeah. see Jay's name anywhere, but I'm seeing a Brad uh, and a Dave. Well, it's because that side. Twice. Yeah, he's he's got it twice. It's because of the side that the facing is from the beginning. Yeah. So he, more like, recently, he's on a hot street. Yeah, I mean, it took him 10 years to get there, but. Yeah. And he, and he let us know about it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about only children? I mean, they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Um, they're weird. Uh, they're, they're also, I think, hot take, not so hot. I think when you have siblings, you have all of the bases for f figuring out how to form healthy friendships. Well, that's, you're assuming that. It, it seems logical. I'm just saying yeah. from my experience. Yeah. Okay, I have, a, I have a take for you. Yeah. Just say you, don't, you only have one child. You want to have multiple. And Let's just say for whatever reason. We are so close with our friends, happily. Like, do you think a really good neighbor with the same age kid could be a brother-sister stand-in? It's never going to be exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, I mean, you're basically asking, can a friend be a sibling stand-in? Yeah, but like, if you're really intentional about it. You're just asking, can a friend be a sibling stand-in? Yes. You know, I have a cousin Cousin Mikey, yeah, that yeah. you know. Shout out to Mikey. And he basically was raised with us and, you know, was basically treated like a sibling. Yeah. You know, but that was a cousin. That was not a friend. But right. I do think on some level, yes, you can be, you know, sort of if you're like doing all the stuff, if you're with the family all the time. Another way to think about it, sometimes I think, okay, I really want kids. Maybe by the time I have my first kid, if I really rush that kid will come at the same time as your second kid. Okay, yes. And then maybe I'm kind of an old dad. I cut it off at that point. Yeah. I've got one kid, whatever. Obviously the wife, by the way, ladies, I'm available. But he needs to get going soon. Do do you think like we could be intentional? Like I want our kids, kids to be like 
like brothers. <laughs> yeah. You're saying, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> is that weird? Is that a weird question? No, not at all. Yeah, I, yeah. I, do, I do think like a lot of people, when they're kids, when they start early, they are when they're like thick as thieves. Yeah. You know, their best friends and, and siblings are like, you know, I mean, I, that's how I think of my siblings as best friends. Yeah. You know, I mean, Me I, too. Like, I think Me too, yeah. like that's the ultimate of siblings is like giving them the, they are my best friends, you know? Um, and yes, I think you can intentionally create and foster that environment. Well, what about people who are like, listen, uh, I hate my brother or sister. Like, just because we're blood, that doesn't mean anything. Like, Matt is actually like the one who was there for me the whole time. So, so like, he's my brother. Yeah, so it's interesting to me because I think what you grow up with is what you think of everybody else as mm. having. So I always find it very weird and off-putting when people say they don't like their siblings. And I, you know, maybe that's like me projecting like yeah. opinions that I, you know, like I don't know what's going on in their world. But to me, that's always like, how could that be that you don't like your siblings? But friends are the family you choose. choose right. Like Kim has no choice but right. to be there for you. Right. No, I, I think I have a choice. Yeah. You cho you're choosing poorly. poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's very thought provoking to go, well, you know, People choose their best friends and if they want to treat them like a brother, that's a conscious choice. Whereas like your siblings, you're stuck with them on some level. But yeah. again, you know, there's people who are just like, not they don't hate their siblings. They don't love their siblings. Like the best friend, they just yeah. are like, hey, this is my brother. I see him once in a while. He's part of the fam. You know, there's also that like big swath of people where it's just in this like gray area. Yeah. Of, like they're my blood. I don't hate them, but right. I'm not like treating them the way I treat my close friends. Theo, you were. Yeah, I was going to say, I had a uh, childhood friend who I kind of grew up with. Um, we lived together for a period of time, went on vacations together. My The moms were like really tight Live Lived together? Yeah, mm. for probably a year or yeah. two. And so we were basically the, raised as brothers. But then in basically high school, we went to different high schools mm. and grew apart. And now I'm not really in touch with him anymore. Mm. But if I saw him, it'd still be like, oh my God, you know, that, right. like we have kind of a bond right. there, but... Right, the the sibling bond is really unbreakable, like the blood, yeah. like I, you know, when you're like uh, throughout life. Yeah. Because I think what he's talking about too, it's like you can have people that are you know like like siblings that you raise with them, but then when you you know come apart, like you don't automatically have that familial bond that will always bring you back together. So it's definitely not the same, but it can be analogous. Like with Mikey, and I think one of the things is trips, right? If you're traveling together, you're living together you're getting that same experience from the parents. That's what makes you feel like siblings. Theo, would you think about reaching out to this guy? I, I mean, if I did, it would be very positive, but I just don't think we'd get along like that well. I just don't think we have that much in common How do you know? anymore. Well, I mean, you know, this Instagram and stuff, okay. and like I have people connected to him Got and stuff, it. you know, but. Let me ask you this, because I think it's relevant for our listeners. Like, why are we talking about this? How do you turn a sibling who isn't quote unquote a friend into one if they if you're at an adult age you know and you just have never had that closeness like because you're saying hey don't forget about your siblings but how do we do it like how do you take a sibling that you don't dislike i think it's hard if you have right if there's just too much water under the bridge water over the bridge under the bridge under the bridge well why is there too much water under the bridge i don't get it no it's water under the bridge so it's okay well, why do we no but is there too much water under the bridge is that a saying theo get in there we'll have to look that up yeah yeah, yeah. well <laughs> Okay, you just gave <laughs> you just like, gave me yeah. a, one of your trademark yeah. looks where you that wasn't it was a different okay. one where you just said you said blah 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 and then you went like this, <laughs> like you just like he just pondered he put his finger to his temple you've never made that look, Matt you're on one. Today. I'm growing. So 
I think you got to use the same best practices that we've been using for non-siblings. Number one, be the friend. Like they're not just going to, your sibling's not going to just call you up and be like, whatever. You have to say, hey, Jill, like I got tickets to whatever. We should hang out or I made reservations. Like let's do, instead of we should do something, we are doing something. I think that's what my mom did to like turn her sister into a friend. She started inviting her to shows and plays and stuff. I'm just like, hey, I've got tickets. You should come with me. Yeah. I mean, like enlisting, by the way, the other siblings, if there's other siblings, mm-hmm. parents, if there's other p- parents, you know, obviously the pitfall here is there's probably baggage, not baggage that there was a fight, just that like you lived your whole lives together. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same reason they could cut you down is is, yeah. is, is a reason to keep you at arm, arm's right. length. Is there a way to communicate that part of it of like, hey, I want to. I want us to be friends, you know, like saying to yourself, I want we us should to be, be friends, right? We should be friends. But yeah. I'm saying, is there a way to communicate the part of like, I think our issue has always been, we cut each other down. Well, if that's the issue, right. I'm saying, but a lot of times I think that's what it is. Right. I think like the issue, the reason, a lot of times the reason siblings aren't friends is because they do that thing. They automatically do that thing where like you would never let a friend do that to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, um, you know, listen, I have a, I have a cousin who um, is estranged from her siblings, and like, there's there's no no turning back. It doesn't seem like there's a turning back. Yeah, but um, there is always time. You know, like I do think just yeah. you, you can always five years from now that's still your sibling, that's still somebody who's you know for better or for worse is going to be part of your life in some way. So if you want if you want to be friends with them, if you have shared interests, if you have shared values, if you have something that, you know, makes you want to even do that, there's got to be a way to bridge it. And by the way, your siblings aren't mind readers. Right. They may not know you're mad. Yeah. Again, I think a lot of it is, again, I think we we talked about apologies in the last step. And that whole thing of like, they may not know you're mad and they may not have the same sensitivity as you. So just put yourself in their shoes for a second and go, oh, you know, maybe I should just let them know that I'm feeling this way. Yeah. My, uh, my dad and his brother had kind of a checkered history. And then, but now they're, I would say, significantly closer than they ever have been. And I think it was because, I guess I was born and then my uncle didn't have a child. So like we would all go on vacation together. And then additionally, when my grandma passed away on that side, it kind of like brought them together. So that's an interesting one. This is a hack slash tip. Kill your grandma. Kill your grandma. (laughs) That wasn't what I was going to say. Well, I have similar. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, use your kid. Oh, use your kid. Use your kid or their kid. Yeah. You know, you could say, if you really do want to, you know, bridge, repair the relationship and you want to have a better relationship with your sibling, you want to have them be a friend, just say, look, I know we've had our issues in the past, but I really want your son to be part of my life. I want to be part of his, or I want you to be part of my child's life. Can we set all this stuff aside and start over for the sake of this child? I think you'll get a lot of goodwill back. Oh, I thought you meant like send the kid. Like you're going to stay with Aunt Jill. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, seems a, that seems a bit much. Okay. You shouldn't employ your kids. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you should use your, yeah, I think that's okay. I, I don't think it. that's too manipulative. I think it's nice level of manipulative. Well, we're talking about um, Theo's uh, dad and Theo's uncle. We should say that we met Theo's dad. We met Theo's dad, the producer of the producer. Producer of the producer. Um, thoughts? Yeah. If Theo was like a real man and not a soy boy, he'd be his dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Theo's dad was fucking tats oh, and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. He um, was like, you know, if like, if Theo was like a GTA character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a very friendly, is it less father, son and more like older brother, younger brother? 
I would say it's somewhere in the middle for sure. Yeah. But he's, you know, pretty active and we like can do fun vacations and stuff together. But at the same time, there is always there is that father son dynamic for sure. Were you were you staying there? Were you hearing what I was saying to him at the very end? And I was getting like earnest with him. Maybe a little bit, but not, yeah. not entirely. I was just saying, I was like, listen, like you, you raise a good kid. Like he's a good head on his shoulders, that kind of stuff. And like he took his sunglasses off, which he'd been wearing the whole time. And it was very, it was so dad. It was like, I'm dad. This, my, my son's boss is telling me something nice. And he was just like, really, and I'm, this is a good thing. Yeah. Like he was, uh, it's great. taking it in. I, I, I was, I don't think I've ever been the one doing yeah. you know, I was like, he, I think he really like, he obviously fucking loves the shit out of you, but I think yeah. he was very proud. Yeah. He was yeah. also like, nobody's ever given me credit for this. Before. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I was going to say about, um, you know, sibling stuff we were talking about, like making them your friend and all this stuff. I understand a lot of people probably just, if they're not close with their siblings, they're sitting there like, that's ridiculous. It's never going to happen. But it's also like, how do you know if you don't try? Yeah. If you want to have that. Also, like, as you get older, your friend opportunities may not be as voluminous as when you're younger, right? And so you just have this person that's always going to be in your life in some way. Like, wouldn't you rather give that a try? Yeah. Wise words. Yeah. Should we take a listener question? Asking for a friend. Guys, this is Asking for a Friend. If you have a friendship question, ethical dilemma, send it to us on Instagram, Man of the Year podcast, and we will answer it on the show. So this one isn't actually sibling related, but I just thought it was a really, really good, smart question. So I wanted to like throw it out uh, so we can get some answers. So he goes, hey guys, Asking for a Friend, just found you and I've been listening to a bunch of episodes and I'm loving it. Um, Throughout my life, I've always been the biggest cheerleader for my friends. And we talk about cheerleading a lot. Uh, A lot of them are artists, dancers, musicians. And whenever they post something, I like it. I share it. I leave a thoughtful comment. I try to check in with friends at least every few months and try to stay engaged with their lives. When we see each other in person, we have an incredible time. And I love those moments. Unfortunately, when I get into a slump and stop reaching out, then I won't hear from anyone. I'll go back and I'll look at the messages and I see that I haven't received anything in months. And this leads me to go into a darker place where I don't reach out for a longer period because all my relationships feel one-sided. This causes me to become more lonely and eventually I start reaching out. But as the years goes by, this gets more and more exhausting. I don't expect relationships to be easy, but should they really be this hard? And he also adds, I feel like I'm a kind, easy, well-rounded guy. Is this how it is for most people? Should I be happy for the friendships I do have and cherish them for what they are? So many things that we talk about in that question. Number one is I have to go back to your friends aren't mind readers. You say, I'm in a slump. How does anyone know you're in a slump? Honestly, how would I know if any of my friends are quote unquote in a slump? They got to let me know, right? But my job is to check in. This is what we're trying to impress upon our listeners is your job is to check in so that your friend isn't in a three month slump and you have no idea. Yeah. I was going to say it goes both ways. It is a red flag to me if you're not hearing anything at all from friends over a long period of time. That's not really a healthy friendship. If you could not text them for six months and you'll never get a text. But to your point, they may be like, oh, he's doing his thing. Yeah. He's busy. I also think we, we set up roles for ourselves in friend groups. And when you set it up that I only communicate with you. You never have to communicate with me. Right. You've now set up this dynamic for you to be this pushover. 
and they just think everything's fine. So if they don't know that that relationship doesn't work for you. And by the way, artists, musicians, so the most selfish (laughs) (laughs) narcissistic group that is out there. But also let's give kudos to him for being a great cheerleader. Yes. Like we talk about that as people in the arts and the creative field. Like I'm sure they love getting the comments and the shares and the likes and, and seeing in person. But that's what they need out of their friendship. What do you need? Right. You know, like that's what I, what I hear is you're not getting what you need out of these friendships. And if you ha- you haven't communicated that, first of all, yeah. so you haven't even given them a chance to remedy it, right? Because it could be so simple. We talked about this of like, hey, I've got this big thing coming up, could use some love, you know, like, you know, I would love it if you guys come to whatever I'm doing. Can, can I just ask you on that yeah. point? So a lot of the things that we take for granted in our friendships, is it uh, accurate to say, even though there's some basic building blocks, some people may just not. No, like it's okay to do friendship one-on-one with people? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of that. Hey, I'm always texting you. You're not never texting me. The people on the other side don't even realize. Okay. I think a lot of those people don't even realize. But that's okay. It's, it's, and it's, you're saying it's reconcilable. It's reconcilable. Okay, okay. Yeah. If you are okay with that relationship never being 50-50 text because I think those people are never going to be. Well, maybe. Let's give them a I know, but yeah, I'm just yeah. saying in general, yeah. you know, the the flow of communication doesn't always have to be 50-50. Like for me, I don't, I never look at it that way, but I will look at it if it's like, hey, it's been six months. I've reached out multiple times. You never responded. Right. That's you communicating to me. You're not that into it. What tips slash hacks, which I don't think we've said in a while, yeah. do we have for like, we want our guy to communicate. That can be daunting. Like we talk about the cold plunger friendship. Sometimes you just got to come out with the first sentence and the rest will flow out. Like, uh, you know, I would get a little anxiety if I had to like call up a friend and be like, hey, or text a friend like, hey, I'm not feeling this. How should they approach that? Right. Again, I always think of when you're approaching it, approaching it with a positive, like we're we're looking for a resolution, not, mm-hmm. hey, I want to sit down and have a conflict talk with you. Oh, I thought you were going to make fun of me when I asked. Uh, Texted that girl, hey, I want to get on the phone. Oh, hey, I want to get on a Hey, I want to hop on a I call. Oh, on. God, why? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think you just like, hey, yeah. let's 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 grab lunch. You know, let's catch up in yeah. person. You, yeah. you can just be like, hey, you know, I feel like I go six months without hearing from you. Like yeah. everything, you know, okay. You know, because like I, you know, just want to make sure like everything's cool. Could we even make it more positive? Like, you know, when you guys are reaching out and supporting me, it really means a lot to yes. me. Yes. And I feel like I haven't had that in a moment. Yes. And that's a little daunting. But then like part of me is just like this guy also said, should I just focus on the friends that I have that are great? Right. Should I just That was kind those? of a throwaway at the end there. It was like you use that as a throwaway. But yeah. now I'm like, wait, are you not valuing the friends that are great? You think they're saying that? To yeah. Him? Like I just, <laughs> yeah. there was a little part of me that's like, yes. So obviously, yes. So you have a group of core friends that do treat you well and do support you, what do you need these other friends for? That's my question. Like, there's no quantity of friends that you need if you're getting what you want from this. But like, if there's just some sort of fascination you have with these creative types and you like their music and you like their art and you like going to their things, it's okay for you to be kind of surface friends with those people too. It's okay for you to not invest your emotional energy in those friendships. If you still want to just have them be these casual friends who like, invite you to their shows. Well, I mean, I don't think he would have written in if he didn't care about these people. No, he does, but I'm not sure he should. Right. Wow. That's usually what I say. Yeah. I don't know. You know I'm saying? Because like, it sounds like you have this healthy friend group of people who do respect and cherish you and communicate with you. And then you have this other, you know, artist type 
group that you're showing up for them consistently for a long period of time and you're not getting anything back, to me, it's a red flag. So I want to specifically answer one of his questions. Um, I don't expect relationships to be easy, but they, but should they really be this hard? Right. To me, that sounds like you've got a lot of red flags that you've, you've already recognized. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like you're not getting much out of these friendships. I didn't hear a lot of like positives about what you're getting from these people. What are their values? What do you enjoy about spending time with them? It says when we see each other in person, we have incredible time. Love those moments. Right. They're fun. They're fun yeah. guys. They're yeah. fun artist types. And I'm, yeah. as I said, I'm like- I love like now we're pitching those bo- they're circus Bohemians. Folk. Yeah. Bohemian scarves and shit. Circus folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, as you get older, you start to realize like, oh, these guys, I like them, but they're flaky. And we know that in LA, right? It's like, oh, they're flaky. You can't count on them. Now, that doesn't mean you have to cut them off, Right. right? You could just keep them in that bucket of like, you know what, we go to concerts together and that's fine. If you want to do it that way, I think sometimes you need to mentally downgrade a friend into that category of like, yeah, we're just kind of like hangout friends. Sounds to me like you're investing too much in this friendship. But the first step would be like, hey, if I really do think any of these are worth having a real friendship with, you got to communicate it. And uh, I would say in that communication, pick because I'm, I'm having this uh, with, with a buddy I'm, I'm counseling. Pick the one friend who you're closest with, who you know would get. Like, don't, we always send group texts. This, I yeah. wouldn't hit up all five of them. I agree. I'm sure there's one guy who he knows he could have the real, real combo yeah. with. Start there. Yeah, I like that. I didn't know you were having a thing. No, no, I'm not having a thing. I'm just counseling another thing for another future listener question. Oh. Same for the pod. Okay. Theo? Yeah, I just want to jump in. I mean, you guys have lived in LA for 20 years. So I assume you must have kind of dealt with some of this at some point, especially maybe in those like early LA phases, you know? Many times. Yeah. I mean, so many people that have fallen by the wayside where it was like early on, it's just like, why am I projecting so much friend values into this person that doesn't show me these values? You know, you're like, hey, this person's amazing. It's like, but what are they showing you? Are they showing you they're amazing to you? No. By the way, that is also kind of the myth of the LA people. I just had this conversation the other day. People are like, everyone's so fake. I'm like, no, you, you have to find. You have to find your people. I'm always leery if somebody goes, oh man, I moved to this city of 8 million, huh. 40 million people. And yeah. just, it's just a place full of assholes. Yeah. Like, you can't find three good people. LA County is, is more people than 42 states. Right. You yeah. can't find... Three good people? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of like, look in the mirror. Right. Um, did we answer that, do you think? I I, I thought that was great. I, I'm like, wow, Matt is really like, he's 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 become the the guru of the group. And I'm just a crazy person. The one other thing he asked was like, is this the, is this what it's like for other people? And it's sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're not, you're not alone. alone. Yeah. Flaky friends, take a number. Yeah. So I think in summary, reach out first and then save your energy for your Right. Your core group. And don't make the reach out such a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Don't make it an ordeal. And do and do it from a positive place. Like, yeah. I'd love to see more of you here from more yeah. of you. Not like, how dare you not call me. Yeah. Asking for a friend. So that was asking for a friend. That was great. Thank you so much for that question. Uh, if you guys have questions, send them to me on Instagram. It's Instagram at Man of the Year Podcast. And we'll answer them on the show. So what did we learn today? Don't take your siblings for granted. I just think they are a great resource for friendship everything that you want in a friend you can have in your siblings you have a best friend hiding in plain sight hiding in plain sight mine was hiding in the room next door to me. we used to play this little knocking game every night and that's funny because me and my sister we didn't 
play a game, but her, she would just kick the fucking wall when we were little kids. And, uh, and um, also got to give your siblings room to grow. I agree. I've had my own personal ups and downs. Yeah. And I think I'm sure we've all viewed each other in different ways as like maturity levels yeah. and fun levels, right? I was maybe more fun than I used to be, but less mature. Yeah. And um, I, I think when you do that, and you actually do it. You got to actually acknowledge their growth and don't treat them the way. I think this happens older, younger dynamics. Like yeah. I feel like my. Well, that's, those are all the dynamics. Yeah. My point, I'm a middle child. Oh. Aha. Okay, yeah. It's not always. You got it. Necessarily that. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And there's there's multiple in there. There's yeah, multitudes. Yeah. But I think younger siblings especially want to be seen as equals. Yeah. To their older siblings. Like friends, you're equal. But I think older siblings have a tendency to kind of talk down to their younger siblings. So my advice would be for older siblings, like maybe tone that down a little if you really want to have a good friendship with the, a good relationship with the younger siblings. Yeah, I love that. Uh, all right, a little fact check. This is Erroneous with Thelonious. So I was tasked today with the water under the bridge question, specifically too much water under the bridge. No, so water under the bridge, we all know what it means. No, he doesn't know what it means. You don't no, know I don't do know what it means. I said, why do we say too much water no under the bridge? No one says that. That's not the phrase. No, it is Hold on. Wrong. I, <laughs> I also was like, I've never heard anybody yeah. say that. But it's like, there's too much water. Like, there's too much baggage. We can't, you know, it can't be. No, no, no. What is the phrase? The original phrase is water under the bridge. Right. Yes. But you can also say, no, there's too much water under the bridge. Like, that is there's not too much saying. baggage. That, there I just looked it up. Saying. It's all over the Google. It's all okay, over the internet. How do you define the phrase water under the bridge? We're going to let it go. Okay. So like, uh, with that fight yesterday, it's fine. Water under the bridge. Right. So there's also a term, too much water under the bridge. Can't let it go anymore. Absolutely not. That, the internet not, agrees. There's too much water. Can't, there's too much can't water. overlook it. That fight, it was too personal. It's too much water. Too much water under the bridge. That bridge is... It's collapsing because of the water. I, are you fucking with this? It's not no, a phrase. No, it's a phrase. What, what are you on? What, what are you Everything. We've got Urban Dictionary. we got Google. we got Webster. Everything. Too much water yeah, under the bridge. Yeah, collapsing the bridge. Okay, we'll see yeah. when this episode comes out. We'll see who is ultimately vindicated. Yeah. Um, let's do some shouts. Uh, let's 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 talk about our siblings real quick. You, you want to? You yeah, first. I'm going to give a shout out to Jay and Kim. They've always been there for me as siblings, as friends, and just you know dealing with all of my craziness. And I want to give a shout out to my rhyming name sister, Karen, uh, my true best friend, number one. Number you're, one you're, no. you're, you're down to three now. All right. Well, then well, Jay and Kim are my number ones, and you're down to like six or seven. I also want to say I, I really emulate oh, their- I was still, I was still oh, going. Oh, go ahead. I'm still going. I just want to say thank you, Karen, for your wise counsel and for always keeping me in my place, and, and, I, and I love you. I, I just want to add that I look up to both of my siblings for their parenting, and I want to emulate that. Yeah, it's funny. I think we both look up to our younger sisters. Yeah, but I also look up to my older brother. <laughs> okay, I, Karen, I love you more than Matt. No, loves no, no. I, my, I triple my my two siblings. I have six times. How about life. this? Also, to your siblings, Kim and Matt, love them. Oh, great. Love Karen. They're great. We're, we're, um, I'm back in her good graces. <laughs> yeah, you're back in her good graces. Love Dartmouth. Um, and guys, if you want to shout your siblings. Hit us up on Instagram and we will give a shout to your siblings on the pod. And uh, that's our show. Remember, be good to yourself. Be good to your friends. Love Love you, everybody. everybody.